Hello, and welcome to Only Lovers Book Club, where I get together with my secret sapphic high school crushes, and we read a romance, and we talk about it. This month was Andrea's pick, and she had us reading The Lesbianas Guide to Catholic School by Sonora Reyes. Andrea is going to have some questions for us, and yeah, we're just going to reminisce on high school experience, but maybe not girl crushes and stuff like that. I don't know. This isn't our first YA that we read this year, but I do feel like we've read a lot of really good YA. <laughs> like, I feel like I really enjoyed the other one we read. Anyway, let me read you what this book is about. I'll tell you about the author, and then we can tell you what our overall impressions 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 were. <laughs> 16-year-old Yamilet Flores prefers to be known for her killer eyeliner, not for being one of the only Mexican kids at her new, mostly white, very rich Catholic school. But at least here, no one knows she's gay, and Yami intends to keep it that way. After being outed by her crush and ex-best friend um, before transferring to Slayton Catholic, Yami has new priorities. Keep her brother out of trouble, make her mom proud, and most importantly, don't fall in love. Granted, she's never been great at any of those things, but that's a problem for future Yami. <laughs> the thing is, it's hard to fake being straight when Bo, the only openly queer girl at school, is so annoyingly perfect, can relate, and smart, and talented, and cute. So cute. Either way, Yami isn't going to make the same mistake again, if word got back to her mom, she could face a lot worse than rejection. So she'll have to start asking WWSGD, what would a straight girl do? Told in a captivating voice that is by turns hilarious, vulnerable, and searingly honest, the Lesbianas Guide to Catholic School explores the joyous, oh sorry, the joys and heartaches of living your full truth out loud. And so, yeah, if you are watching, then um, you'll see that we're all kind of like dressed, I guess, thematically for the for the story. I'm dressed like as a out and proud uh, queer student at Slayton uh, Catholic, much like Bo. Um, you guys can say describe what you're wearing for those who are just listening, if you want. Um, as someone who taught for many years at a Catholic school in Puerto Rico, <laughs> I am dressed as a uh, Catholic school teacher. Um, then by that, I just mean I'm wearing a very proper, you know, no cleavage, formal kind of looking black and white striped shirt and my glasses and a little bun. And you can't see them because of my headphones, but some plain black earrings, too. Um, at the school where I taught at, you had to cover your tattoos with Band-Aids if needed. And you couldn't dye your hair in any color that was not considered natural so very much neutral colors as part of the dress code for teachers um and then i made my google meet background the the first image i found when i googled catholic classroom and it's this very dated looking classroom with like metal and wooden seats and a green chalkboard and a good old crucifix hanging above um i <clears throat> decided to try to reclaim uh my high school 
fantasy aesthetic of what I would have looked like if I had not gone to a private school that forced you to wear uniforms and you couldn't dye your hair and you couldn't wear makeup and you had to wear <clears throat> high socks and plaid skirts and a vest over a button-down shirt and 98 degree weather with humidity. So I have butterfly hair clips that I found in Target in the little girl section. Sorry to whoever's daughter isn't going to get hair clips this week. Um, and I have liner that I tried to make as sharp as I could to look like Jamie. I put on some bright lipstick to try to follow her uniform, but leaning into today's Gen Z uh, nostalgia core, I gave myself a bunch of freckles, bright blush, and I drew little flowers on my cheeks. Thank you for the descriptions. Now on to the author. So I'm reading this off of sonorareyes.com slash about is their website. Born and raised in Arizona, Sonora Reyes is the author of the forthcoming or already here contemporary young adult novel, The Lesbianas Guide to Catholic School. They write fiction full of queer and Latinx characters in a variety of genres with current projects in both kidlit and adult categories. Sonora is also the creator and host of the Twitter chat, hashtag QPOC chat, a monthly community building chat for queer writers of color. Sonora currently lives in Arizona in a multi-generational family home with a pack of small dogs who run the place. Outside of writing, Sonora loves dancing, singing karaoke, and playing with their baby nephew. You can find Sonora on Twitter at, at Sonora Reyes and get the exclusive updates and blog posts by subscribing. There's a link at the end. So Drea, this was your pick. Why did you choose it? And give us your overall impressions. Yeah, I definitely picked it. Well, I was initially drawn to the book 100% by the title and the cover. I think it's one of the most beautiful covers um, that I've seen this year. Just not just like the aesthetics and the illustrations, but the color palette It just everything about it. I love the title. And when I looked at the description and saw that it was a romance, it was kind of a no brainer. I It was one of those books that I didn't debate at all. I was like, I'm putting that one down as one of my 2022 picks for book club. But yeah, it definitely started out as just me being like, oh my gosh, look at this pretty queer book. <laughs> it's so pretty. <laughs> it is. And the when you take the jacket off, was I got the I have the hardcover as I need it. I just needed it. It's got like these beautiful roses. Like it's got roses on the outside, but then the inside, the book is like the soft pink. Obsessed. I'm obsessed with it. I loved it so much. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was a very quick read. It basically gave me exactly the kind of story that I thought I was going to get, um, which is nice. Like that, that may sound like boring, but I, I don't like it when I think I'm going to read something and then I get something completely different. So it was exactly what I was hoping it would be. Um, yeah, I, it made me really excited. I, I love when I read a book and I really enjoy it. And it's that author's very first book. I get really overwhelmed sometimes when an author has like a huge backlog and then I really like them, but I'm like, 
trying to weigh like do i want to go through this author's backlog or then like read the new books that are coming out by other authors that i love just as much and so i love catching an author right at their debut moment it it just it's like a weight off my shoulders it's like okay cool now i can we can move at the same pace you know if they put out a book a year i can do that i can like <laughs> keep up to date I really like keeping up to date with things, not having like pending notifications is the same thing with books. Um, so that's my favorite thing is that I love this book and it's their first book. So now I just get to keep on going. Tash, what were your overall impressions? What do you think of the book? I really liked this book. I thought the cover was beautiful too. Um, so I think this is one example of like, we definitely judge the book by its cover and we're right to do so because it was really good. It was super interesting. Um, I think it offered up a variety of like well-rounded characters, a lot of like realistically flawed characters too. Not anything that felt like it was exaggerated to serve the plot. I, I could understand where misunderstandings happened or people had, you know, a, a real fear about consequences they might have to experience, especially within this community and, you know, growing up within a specifically primarily religious household you know there are themes in it that that were very realistic and i think portrayed very very nicely um i loved the diversity of queerness in the characters i thought it was nice to have different kinds of representation um i thought the chapter titles were funny as hell I went through, before I even started reading, I went through and read all the chapter titles because I just thought they were so funny. Um, and yeah, I just really, I really enjoyed this. I thought it was a really good book. And I thought that, like Andrea said, I kind of knew what I was going to get, but it took a few turns that I did not expect. And it touched on some subject, some subjects that I didn't anticipate it was going to touch on. Like, when I started reading the book, I knew who I thought the bad guy was going to be. And then it doesn't happen exactly that way. And it's a lot more complicated than that. And I appreciate that it takes you through a story that is not so clearly black and white. Because um, that's what life is like. So I really, I really liked this. I liked this book a lot. I'm really happy that you picked it. Just like echoing what you guys have said i also really enjoyed this book i've actually read it i read it earlier in the year knowing that it was going to be a pick um i was just too excited so i did one of these like bookstagram tours either way i read it and i said oh man this one's gonna be great like i i can't wait to read this with my book club um because i mean you're right it was it was a really good story it never lost its like lighthearted air, you know. Um, I really liked Dami as a as a main character. I liked being in her head. I've been in her, like I've been in like similar situations. I think that the serious parts were treated with enough like respect and you know, with the actual consequences of what, you know, living your life and fear of discovery, not being able to live your life the way that you want to, coming out as a process, you know, being outed. I thought all of those things, um, it was a really good balance. I knew that at, at one point things were gonna get serious, right? You know, that's kind of like our formula. The way that it got serious, I was like, oh, I was also like, oh, okay, interesting, interesting. And I think that the way the book ended, how things were resolved, you know, sometimes we're like, oh, it, it 
it, it wrapped up too nicely and, and that's not real life. But I think uh, despite it all, I was happy where it ended. Like I really did want everything that could possibly be okay to just be okay. I feel like we got that, you know, it didn't feel like too utopic, like everyone's different now, you know? Um, it did finish a little bit like a, you know, not telenovela, just like, ah, todos nos queremos y nos aceptamos, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, but I was okay with that. And I think that that, that balanced approach throughout the book really, really led to that satisfactory ending, at least in, in my opinion. So yeah, those are my overall thoughts. I can't wait to get into it though. So Drea, you kind of like cooked up some questions for us. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it. Yeah. So I... I came up with this first question because I think if you followed us for a really long time, you know that originally we only read adult romance. And I think it's been much more of a recent thing where we've included a couple of YAs um, in our mix. And so YA romance is obviously a bit of a different um, beast than adult romance. And so I guess my question for you is, do you think this book is a true romance? Because that's how it's marketed as. Um, and that's why I picked it. And I know we all loved it, but I'm just curious if you think, if you would classify it as a romance. I think that it was a romance. Or I think it the romance could have played a bigger part. But I think that because there was, you know, this factor of having to be closeted, I think that, I think that it, that didn't allow for the romance to be front and center. Could there have been more yearning? sure could there have been more pining like high school yearning and pining absolutely but i don't think that would have made it more romantic or not i think that it was juggling a lot of things and i think because of the identity queerness relationship you know intersection i think we got a, a nice blend but yeah i don't know if anyone asked me that wasn't y'all i'd be like no <laughs> but i mean also yes i don't know whatever i think that it is a romance, but I think it isn't a straightforward romance, but I'm sh because one of the main themes of the book is like our main character is denying her own romantic instincts. So it's almost an anti-romance book in, in the way that Yami tries to fight her own desires and really punishes herself for having these feelings. Um, and I think that it becomes a love story about loving oneself in order to be able to then get the romance part of it. So until she's able to overcome her own issues within herself and learns to love herself and accept herself, then it becomes a romance story versus an anti-romance. I can't be having these things because I'm it, I'm wrong by wanting these things that's how I felt about it too it's there was so much going on in this book um about self-love but also grappling like with the whole religion factor like this is one of those books that's set in catholic school but actually talks about catholicism which like do you know what I mean like some books like they they play it like it's like oh I can't be gay because of my religion but they don't go deep into it and I think this one especially with like, her brother we we see that shame and that guilt so much and so yeah there's a lot of stuff going on that isn't the romance but um i i do think i agree with tashai that i think it does become a romance more towards the second half of the book i like i like how you phrase that tashai 
Um, well, but I mean, focusing on the romantic parts of it, though, and I know we usually talk about this, but I'm still going to ask it anyway. Did you ship <laughs> Jamie and Bo? <laughs> why or why not? I, I definitely shipped it. Day one. Uh, <laughs> I, I absolutely, I totally get the whole like, oh, you like spot someone who you think is queer and you're just like, oh, my people, my people. And, you know, <laughs> that kind of like hope that maybe, maybe if the, if the potential, if the possibility is there, then yeah, sure, why not? What I'll say is I think that Yami, and, like for her tough, tough girl exterior, you know, on the inside is actually like very soft. And I think that um, Bo kind of meets, meets her energy that way. Like, I don't want to say she's like fiery or feisty, but you know, she is. And in kind of like a different way, she stands up for herself in a way that, that Jami doesn't know how to do just yet. Um, and I think that I, I definitely shipped it because I obviously gay, I want it to happen, but also because I wanted them to kind of like learn from each other. And I think that they definitely did. And it was also something that even though they like, quote unquote lied to each other about either you know their I, their sexual identities or their relationship status like I think that was transparent enough to both of them <laughs> that it, it felt like as opposed to you know in the book where the catfishing happens where uh, I could not get on board I could not get on board with that as much as I wanted to because because that's wrong <laughs> it's wrong to do whereas here it was very lighthearted and was very cute and satisfying so i yes i shipped them i know it kind of reminded me of like you know when you like have a crush and you're like hanging out but you're not dating yet and so you're both like pretending like it's just a friendship but you both know that it like it just it rang so true to me it <laughs> they just constantly cracked me up or the time when um <laughs> when jammy's like oh my new year's resolution is to be braver eye contact <laughs> like i've definitely said like cryptic stupid shit like that to people before <laughs> like teenage andrea so i yeah i just it felt very realistic i i shipped them too um for sure and i liked that they both felt like to shy i think it was to shy that said earlier that all the characters felt really well-rounded so i really like that we got to see like bo's family dynamic too and like the stuff that she had going on aside from being jammy's love interest so that was cool i really liked them both separately and i liked them together what about you tosh i liked it i i, sh I think as soon as as soon as Bo walked in with the pin and the khaki pants, I'm like, she's gay. <laughs> it's like, okay, signal received. And then, and then her standing up to the teacher and being like, I may be in Catholic school, but your views are antiquated as fuck. And I'm going to use the Bible itself to counterpoint all of the stuff that you guys are trying to shove down our throats because it's ridiculous. I, I I loved it. I thought it was really cute. I think that Jemmy needed to meet somebody who was so wholly accepting of their sexual identity. And so uh, just holy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so just like welcoming and accepted, but also challenging her to 
even even not directly because Bo didn't know that Jamie was gay, but she was very challenging of things and very kind of, I mean, she knew, but she didn't know, no. But so even when she didn't know, no, she was still very subtle in the ways that she was kind of pushing Jami and challenging these thoughts and these ideas and kind of pushing her to really take a look at herself and, you know, think about what is your life going to be if you make if you continue to shove these parts of yourself into different pockets like you're not gonna be happy um so i really liked it and i like that jami was able to be a space for Bo to then speak out about her own issues that she was experiencing with her own identity and it, and it was a different journey but it was a very valid struggle that she was experiencing especially for someone who's already had to fight so many fights so being adopted, being gay, and then also being in the space of not feeling like you are representing your identity enough, um, that really resonated too, because, you know, as gals who come from uh, uh, this little island and all of us have left for different reasons, like identity is a really tricky thing to feel like you can properly own. And it feels sometimes like you you know, despite my best efforts, I may not necessarily be the most authentic version. And so to have her talking about these things, like it really resonated because identity is so fluid when you're young and it doesn't get any more concrete as you get older. It is something that's constantly changing. So for Jami to be something for Bo and for Bo to be something for Jami, for each of them to be able to see each other and themselves in this connection was i thought it was great i really liked it but we've touched on like the roundedness of the characters but that's something i really appreciated about this book that there were so many friendship romantic and familial dynamics explored between so many different characters and so i was curious outside of yami and Bo which relationship it could be romantic familial friendship whatever which relationship did you most enjoy reading about or which one resonated with you the most um I well i definitely liked Bo's friend group you know i thought that of course you know they're the queer friend group <laughs> we're not queer friend group but you know what i mean like they're it just seemed really really nice count and a, a nice counterpart to the mean girls in the in the story so I really enjoyed whenever they were all hanging out together. That was cute. At the same time, I also really enjoyed Cesar and Jamal. Um, I thought their their relationship was was very cute. You know, um, fraught with drama on the edges, but um, but cute nonetheless and and re resilient. So I would say, yeah. But mainly, Bo's friend group. That whole you know, I feel like they they kind of came together to support each other quite a bit. Um, especially during school. I did like that. I did like that, you know, there wasn't, there was already so much going on. I really appreciated that, you know, the friends were, the focus in the antagonistic characters wasn't like super intense. And I also appreciated that like, oh no, I'm failing my classes wasn't like a thing either. I just feel like, you know, they were helping each other out, you know, when they were going, doing homework together everybody was making it work and so it was just one less thing for 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 me to worry about at least when it came to like Yami's friend group where you know she she had that support and they were really funny and cute and probably helping her with homework 
<laughs> I really liked Cesar and Jamal. I thought I didn't expect that. I didn't expect that the book was going to go in that direction. Um, it caught me off guard. I don't think that I have read too many YA books that necessarily have bisexual male representation in this way, while also tackling religious guilt and small culture. Um, so I thought that that was really nice. And I thought it was really sweet that Cesar, who seemed like this loud, boisterous guy, ended up with someone so sensitive and with someone who I think provided a stability that he wasn't able to get anywhere else so that he felt like he could reach out when he did have his like mental health breakdown. Um, <clears throat> so I really, really liked that. I had initially been really into the mom and dad. Um, and then as the story progresses, things don't go the, the best way with that relationship. Um, but I thought that it was handled very beautifully in that the mom didn't allow her history and her love for her partner to overshadow and mar the pure love she had for her kids. So I think that if, if that relationship had to be kind of sacrificed for the sake of the parental relationship, I'm happy that it happened. And I think it said a lot about the mom. Um, so I thought that was really beautiful. So I think the 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 eventual trajectory of the of the parental relationship was really nice um, in in the way that it went. And I think Sesad and Jamal were like, which is funny because those are like the three primary people in this family. I'm like, yeah, I liked watching all th all three of these people. <laughs> For me, it was um, Yami and Cesar's relationship because I thought it was so realistic and how they're like, we're so close and we get along so great because we know not to pry. <laughs> and that works great for us until it's not working great for them. You know, like that, that felt very um, realistic where like you think, you know, this person, you have this relationship and everything's fine because you don't actually talk about the things that are going on. And, um, I think a lot of us are guilty of that. And, you know, the fact that they did have a bunch of different arguments and a bunch of different like struggles in the book, but they got over all of them and were able to have conversations like every time, even when it was hard, I just think was um, great modeling on the part of the author. Um, you know, not that like YA books need to like, teach anything just because they're YA books but I really appreciate you know I think with every generation it's it's harder for kids to find good examples of how to have healthy conversations <laughs> um, because a lot of the adults in their life avoid them and so I always appreciate um, books that model like that tricky way that relationships work and how to talk your way through those tricky moments um, so I really appreciated that. And I appreciated too how oftentimes they saw the exact same thing in completely different ways. I like that too. Like not just at school, but like their perspective on their parents and stuff like that. I just thought was so very well done. Um, so I definitely 
I think that was my favorite relationship. Although I also love the friend group and Cesar and Jamal. Um, all of the side characters. Where When we do our end of the year awards and have to pick like the best side character from this book, I don't know who we're going to pick. There's so many good side characters. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> um, so I'm curious, is this a book? I mean, I know we all loved it as adults. Is this a book that would have appealed to you growing up? and why definitely I, I definitely i think that it would have out of just curiosity at this point in my life at that point in my life i would have been like what? i mean i did not go to well did we was i mean i don't consider sony fail a catholic school but it definitely that was supposed to be a religious school but they but, definitely I mean, tried to indoctrinate that sh yeah 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 i feel like in pr there's no like truly like secular school <laughs> because I mean, here's the here, okay here's the thing like if all of your teachers are catholic even if it's not a catholic school <laughs> it's kind of a catholic environment if literally every adult teaching you is teaching you from those values <laughs> when the reproduction lessons are taught by the wife of a minister you are in catholic school <laughs> right so um for me not going to like an official catholic school but very much like a religiously you know uh religious inspired <laughs> yeah i think it's definitely different than like what they think of in the u.s as like a catholic school yeah, like i think when you hear of, of it's very different yeah, but in it's some just ways. part of the culture it mm -hmm. is just part of the culture you are in a catholic culture or in a christian culture but mainly catholic when it especially when it comes to schools um and so i think that i mean i could recognize that but i mean there's there is distinction even within those private schools and where i taught mainly yes there were a lot of christian people but i will say they tried to keep it as secular as possible like i could not point to one cross at the school we never had we did not have prayer before our like big events or anything like that there was never that never happened we just sang the anthems and um we celebrated all, almost all of the <laughs> we definitely celebrated halloween which is the big no-no one that you know we weren't allowed to but you know that being said you know that christian like culture that catholic culture like i grew up catholic and so out of curiosity alone i would have absolutely picked up this book and been like you know it, it would have been something that uh, would have called to me Again, because I mean, it's a fantastic looking book, but I would have been curious about, well, what is, what exactly is it to be a lesbian in school? You know, like, what is that? What is, how does, at that point in time, I had no idea if anyone in my school where I was when I was a child, if anyone else was queer. Like, I didn't know that even if, even that I was, you know, like there were definitely moments, but I definitely thought that I was the only one. Now, as time goes by and you look at Facebook and what people are up to, I know that's not the case. <laughs> but um, but at the time, I, I would have picked it up. And I don't think that, I mean, I, I think a lot of the, the students in the book school, they were maybe wondering about that before the events of the prom or whatever. Where it's like, well, I wonder how many people are closeted here. At least that awareness, like, oh, there definitely are queer people here. I wonder how many of them are like hiding it like really well or whatever. Um, but no, I didn't even have that. <laughs> I did not even have that suspicion. Like I was the only, I was definitely the only one having these thoughts. Um, 
so so yeah i i would have i would have reached for it and um i i have you know um i've had it at school when i i still work at a school um and i've had it at school and some kids have asked me about it my school is like thankfully very queer friendly very trans friendly um at least you know there's like a huge pride flag um a lot of teachers have a lot of pride paraphernalia at the at in their classrooms no one is like um actively trying to to silence the the queer voice but um you know a lot of kids are like what's that what is that what are you reading you know like what is that I'm like oh this is a book i'm reading with my book club like i didn't i didn't tell them you know the whole thing but i was like yeah we're, we read sometimes this is the book that my friend shows it's really good i'll bring it back and so i'm supposed to leave it in the classroom uh for someone to read after i'm done with it I was just going to say I would have borrowed the book from Christina, but I would have taken the book cover off of it. I would have I would have been like, ooh, Chris would have been like, <clears throat> shy, I've got a book to to lend you. And I would have been like, take this off, because what's going to happen is we are already getting bullied about being gay because we hang out together all the time, and this will definitely put a target on our backs, so... <laughs> Let's not get hate crimed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Not, not, when you say that, it brings me a memory of, I don't know if you remember, I used to have this really big encyclopedia book and I used to hide magazines in it so that I could pretend I was like reading the encyclopedia book, but I was actually looking at magazines. And one day I brought like a men's magazine to school and like, you know, like, <laughs> where like all of the men were in their Speedos and <laughs> We all got together underneath like the steps of the school and we're like, oh yes, of course, yes, encyclopedic knowledge. And it was just men and speedouts. <laughs> so uh, yes, I agree that you would have borrowed the book from me and I would have helped you hide <laughs> what it was. Yeah, yeah. I'd have been like, mm, okay, I'll read that. It's the same as like the fucking Clan of the Cave Bear books. Like, oh yes, I'm reading. We're so studious. Smut smut during his lunch prehistoric, break. prehistoric smut prehistoric, prehistoric smut. smut no i i would have i would have wanted to read it but i would have read it because i borrowed it from chris because back then i didn't i just i lived in monte i didn't have access to anything i couldn't go anywhere or do anything so like all of my music and book and movie things came from christina so yeah i um <laughs> it's so funny because i I didn't know so many things when I was younger. I mean, I definitely didn't even know that people could be bisexual. <laughs> so like reading this book, I would have definitely been like, what? Um, well, I didn't even, you know, because of changing schools, I didn't even ever get sex ed at school and nobody at home talked to me about it. So like the only things I knew about sex came from the very cis white, harlequin avon romance paperbacks my mom had like hidden in her closet that i would like sneak read so like i thought that's all there was <laughs> to, to, to like life and romance so baby andrea would have been very shocked and also illuminated <laughs> by this book um it's so i just i just didn't know so much i was somebody's beard and I didn't listen. I okay. I don't think I've ever told you this story, but my I had a best guy friend in high school. Well, I, we had like a little group of nerds, right? And we all we hung out in the library every day, you know, because we were bullied, we were the outcasts, whatever. And I had a huge crush on this kid, 
Um, I think just because like who else was I gonna get a crush on? Like I only hung out with like three people. And he would ask me to all of the quinceañeros, all of them. And I was convinced that like, it was one of those things, you know, where like he liked me and I liked him, but we just didn't want to ruin the friendship. And it, and I just didn't know. And then eventually, like so much time later, he finally came out. And I remember being like, because he knew I had a crush on him. He knew, and he was still just like using me as this. And to be fair, his parents reacted terribly to him coming out. It was like a whole thing, you know, because again, not a Catholic school, but like a Catholic school. Um, it was it was really bad. And so I totally get why he was doing it, but I was just like, I would have happily gone along with it and been your pretend girlfriend but no i would have liked to know it so i didn't continue to harbor this like crush that just was unrequited for so long <laughs> but yes like every single quince i went to in high school was as this kid's date who i thought liked me <laughs> but he did not <laughs> once he told me that door was like immediately shut um i was mostly just i think i just mostly felt embarrassed you know because i was like oh i'm so stupid <laughs> But yeah. Um well he was if he knew and he, he, to Chad I should have known. Yeah. Well no, because he was using you, so you he was also taking advantage of the situation. I mean, I'm not like, you know, it is what it is. We were kids. <laughs> yeah. But um but you know, I, I there he, definitely he played a role in in the yeah, no, then of course I reacted, I reacted by, you know, I competed in like oratoria, forensics, all that stuff. And I, I would write the, I would compete in the original category. And so of course I wrote, wrote this like <laughs> scathing piece uh, from the point of view of like, uh, no, like, like pro gay rights kind of thing. Like I was the bow. I, I was the one performing all over my school, this piece about this mom who is like trying to justify why her son is like going to hell with like Bible verses. But it's like the kind of thing where you're like, oh my God, this woman is insane and clearly wrong. Like I, but I, that's why I purposely played the mother. And I remember everyone being like, <laughs> what does it mean that Andrea's doing this? And back then I was like, well, duh, my best friend is gay. I'm going to stand up for him. And now I think about this thing. <laughs> I'm like, wow, Andrea, why did you truly feel the need to like just go out there and like <laughs> fight for queerness? Yeah. Um, this was the, this was the start of your your allyship slash queer journey. <laughs> yeah. I just need to defend them. They need help. They need exactly. someone to represent them. I'm just here being support. I'm okay, just I'm the, supporting. I'm the straightest girl at this Catholic school. I'm the straightest girl. Like nobody was out, or you know, like I think it we all had kind of similar experiences where just nobody was nobody was out the way they are now, and and teachers certainly weren't either. I mean, even when I was teaching in catholic school as an adult i certainly just wanted to fit in with the crowd and i just acted like everybody else and i knew there were teachers who were also queer like at my school but everyone was so like we never talk about that like like there were people living with like same-sex partners and it was they just never brought a date to any school function you know what i mean it's like 
everybody knew they weren't single but everyone acted like they were single it was just such a toxic yeah <laughs> it was just one of those things you know i i'm glad to what that's why when i came to the u.s i was like no more public school education like <laughs> i just did not i mean i appreciate my time as a catholic school teacher because i was also grieving my dad dying and and i'll say this there's no better place to grieve than being surrounded by a bunch of catholics who just want to love on you all the time like it was a very healing place in that aspect but after i was healed or you know healed enough i was like okay cool time to get out <laughs> um i know we usually do about five questions but i wanted to kind of open it up to you know, what topic have we not discussed that you want to discuss about this book? Because I feel like there are so many. <laughs> uh, a question that I had um, while I was reading it, I was really interested in Yami and Bianca and like what was actually going on there, at least from the point of view of Bianca. Now, you are my friends and you know me. If this is your hundredth time listening to one of our episodes or if this is your first time let it be known that i am a very staunch advocate for blocking people who hurt you <laughs> and so bianca gets blocked because she's a toxic piece of shit however i did have questions this is one of those cases where i kind of did want them to talk it out i'm glad that yami stood up for herself and was like fuck you we don't need to talk and I mean, very young. So in my mind, in this universe, at some point, maybe in the future, they do. But I, I did have questions about um, if Bianca actually did have feelings for Yami and was pushing her away and like outed and humiliated her because of that. Like, I wondered if that was like, you know, it, because the response was so intense. And especially when she texted her, hey, I miss you. And then, you know, quickly like, alters it like i fully believe that it could have been that she was completely straight and you know rejected her because of homophobia but the reaction was so intense that a part of me wondered if it was also this like internalized thing and i wondered if if either of you kind of had that vibe because i certainly did when you know she blocked her and you know i think her brother says i'd like forwarded a message from her but then that's the last we hear from her or about her and I was glad for it, but I also, I had questions. So <laughs> I wanted to know if, if any of you um, had similar questions or if I'm just reading too much into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't see it that way only because I have seen those scenarios play out at school where people like to pretend like they are super cool with everyone and like not homophobic at all but then the second it's like someone close to them they're like oh my god this person has seen me in my bra i'm so disgusted now like like i have seen people have that reaction um and i think the fact i, I don't know the fact that she told her mom too makes me think that it truly was that because i feel like you know when you're having like problems with like a friend or your partner but like you kind of are trying to resolve it on your own Andy. oh my god i don't know what's wrong with him today 
Um, but you don't want like your parents to think poorly of them or you don't want your friends to think poorly of them. And so you don't tell them like the whole truth because you don't you don't want to like tarnish that. So I feel like if it had been something like that where she was maybe having feelings and she got scared and pushed her away, she wouldn't have made her out to be a monster to like their friend group and her mom. Because then once you do that, like that door is closed forever. Like there's definitely no coming back from that ever. And so that also made me think that. But it would have been interesting to see a conversation. I read a book recently in the in the key of us, in the key of us by um, Mariama J. Lockington, um, where that happens. It's um, it's two girls at like music summer camp. Um, and one of them is coming from a situation where she basically confessed to her best friend that she liked her, that she had a crush on her. And her friend was like, whoa, like I'm straight and I don't feel that way about you. And then she just goes off to summer camp and it's left in this, you know, but eventually they talk and and they're, you know, the friend is like it's cool. Like, it's cool if you're gay. I just, as long as like, you're okay with the fact that I don't like you and I'm never going to like you that way. Like we can be friends and they end up resolving it and having like a really good health. Like it's awkward at first, you know, but they end up having this like really healthy middle grade level discussion on it. And, and, you know, she ends up being able to be like, Hey, by the way, like I have a new crush. It's this girl. And her friend is like, that's so cool. I can't wait to hear about it, you know? And it's like, yeah. And, and I love it. I love that. Like, <laughs> I love this author. I love everything she writes. That's the one who's coming out with a YA next year that I think we might be able to read for book club. But um, yeah, I just didn't get those vibes <laughs> from like, I think this kid was just like a homophobic bitch. <laughs> I, I feel like if they have a conversation in the future, I got I get the vibe that it would be the kind of conversation where it's like, well, agree to disagree. You know, like we can be friends, I guess, but like, don't touch me or look at me too much. If someone in school, in middle school and in, in middle school and junior high, and you know this happened, someone would fart and then they would blame someone else and be like, did you fart? I can't believe you farted. You're so gross. Who farts in class? That's why it's disgusting. And that person is the one who farted, but they didn't want to be outed as the kid who farted in class. So they blame the fart on someone else. I think this bitch, her mom started probably sniffing around being like, you're hanging out with Dami a lot. And she's like, why would you say that? Why would you say that? She and I are just friends. What are you talking about? So as soon as Dami's like, hey, I'm gay, it was like, I cannot be perceived as being the slightest bit gay i'm gonna go nuclear i'm gonna be the one that outs you because if i tell everyone that you're gay there's no way they're gonna think that i'm gay so she told everybody she told the mom okay that's fair yeah I she burned mean. all the bridges because... so you're, sa you're saying this and now i'm remembering that conversation i told you yesterday where i was like oh remember that person who ghosted me here's why they ghosted me all the bridges burn all the bridges because then they can't say oh mm -hmm. she's definitely gay too like ella también the birds of a feather are gay together well she's like fuck that bird that bird is gay i'm not a bird i'm christina please make that the caption of the instagram post birds of a feather are gay together <laughs> 
write, write that down. <laughs> Just because, because the extent to which she blew up Jami's life. If she had just told the friends, then I'd be like, oh, wow, she's like a shitty friend. She thought that she... Yeah, it can't, now that you say it, the line, they always say the line between, like, rage and passion, right? It's like, it's such a thin line. This is yeah. Like- <laughs> okay, however, I will, I will say that, like, I think, Drea, you brought up some really good points about, like, how some people siding with, like, the oppressors does, like, is it's it's much stronger. It's like a very strong thing. I, I, I'm hearing. I, I, if I was a judge at this debate, I'd be like, "Holy fucking shit!" We'll never know. But if I were Yami and she pulled that okay. shit, I promise. Like, Why are you trying to ruin my fucking life, bitch? I didn't tell anyone you stuffed your bra for three years. I didn't yeah. tell anyone you're the and one like, who took the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I promise that really if I close, like if they I were, ever like, they held hands, I don't know. If I ever meet Sonora at an author event, I promise I will ask, tell me for real, is Bianca gay? Even if she wasn't gay and she was just like a little curious, I think yeah. that the innate fear of what that meant was like, if I, if someone's going to go down for this, it's going to be you. It's not going to be me. Yeah. I guess another thing that I kind of wanted to talk about was like <laughs> um, stuff that happens with Cesar and how like what he goes through is kind of like this like big accumulation of all of the things that Jami is going through. I did like it that the, I guess, right, the third act, there was like no third act breakup. It was just kind of like a family implosion situation where like, you know, um, Cesar is going through like a mental health crisis. And then it's like, when you look at the big picture, when you look at the big picture of like everything that's going on with that fucking family, it's like, oh, of course. I think that, you know, um, it was handled really, really well. And I don't know if, um, I know that we kind of all hinted at like, or at least not some, I don't know if you hinted at Andrea, but I know, I feel like that's what Tashai was hinting at when you were like, oh, I didn't realize that the book is going to go this way. I was also under, the, I, I also was very surprised when, when Cesar goes through his, his oh. like mental health crisis. And, you know, it's, you know, and then this whole thing of like, oh, this pressure and, you know, my relationship with Jamal and, you know, the thing with my father and my, my dad being a homophobe and not being able to be out. And, you know, if I'm not meant to be this way, then why did God make me this way? Maybe I do deserve to be in. And I, I yeah. my heart, my fucking heart. I was like, <laughs> I know I definitely, I definitely saw it coming, but that made it worse because like every time the author gave us a clue, I was like, I see this clue. But none yeah. of them see this clue. Yeah, <laughs> and know, it's like was... the clues kept building. And I'm like, somebody. <laughs> like, he's not he's not sleeping. He's always, like, trying to, like. He brings he... up depression. Like, yeah, a couple of he times. brings it up. He, it he just... definitely tries to, like, mask what he's, like, really feeling. Like, you know, you mm-hmm. there's moments where Jami even can tell that he maybe wants to talk about something. But then quickly, yeah. like, you know, like, or it changes the subject. He's like, wait, no, you don't change the subject. Let's talk about this. And so I wasn't, um, I wasn't surprised, but I was like, you know, just the whole, everything kind of coming down mm-hmm. and him having that, it was still really like really impactful because at, at yeah. certain points in, in time, it does, it has felt that way for me where it was like everything, everything, everything was, was just like against me, you know? And, and I could not figure out like, well, I mean, I can't live and I can't be this unhappy and still be around. Something's got to give. Like it's definitely been there. And so um, it was just, I appreciate the 
the care, but I, and I appreciate it being there in the first place. And it's tough. It's never going to be like, oh yes, it was very easy to read through this child's. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I, that was that was my reaction. I really appreciated that um, uh, opening That's... to see if you guys had any feelings about. Yeah, it. and I I really liked how they showed the after too. You know, because um, I feel like sometimes in books, you know, you see like the person fall, 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 and then they reach rock bottom. And it's like, well, obviously, I can't go anywhere but up from here. And I liked how realistic it was in this book where it's like, no, he doesn't immediately go up. He's like at a plateau down there in rock bottom. And, you know, now we all watch him and he doesn't stay alone. And, you know, we're trying out therapists like that just felt like all very realistic and and very well done and um yeah it just it just felt like a very accurate picture of how that works um and it also didn't feel like it was just a plot device to get the mom on board with with like her kids being queer like I genuinely believe that he was going through all of these things and this was the only outcome for him because of everything that was going on in his life. Um, so yeah, I, I really appreciated that. And that's why I asked too, like, do you think this book is a romance? Because it is, it does talk about so many things and talks about them so well. <laughs> it just feels like such a well-balanced book that um, yeah, the romance is great, but all these other parts of it are really great too. I also think it's really important that they portray Cesar as someone who was very popular. He had mm -hmm. a lot of friends. A lot of people like to spend time with him. He was very charming. He was seen as like a, a class clown, like someone who was just really light and fun and, and someone who kind of could continue to wear that mask despite falling deeper and deeper into his mental health crisis because that is the reality for a lot of people. You don't want to be seen as someone who, like, not only are you queer, but you're also going through, like, mental health issues. How many more taboo things are you going to be going through in this specific uh, space, in this specific school, in this specific, like, social group? You know, how much stuff is actually going to be going on? And then do you want to be known as the guy who's bisexual and who's depressed and and has mm -hmm. these like things happening and who is spiraling it's almost like he'd rather pick one struggle and have jami see that than to let her know about the other one that he thinks makes him look like a weak more flawed person uh so i think that was done really well and i think i just didn't I knew something was going to happen. I didn't realize, I didn't think that they would take it to that point, but I think mm -hmm. it also says a lot about how much value was kind of created in his relationship with Jamal, that he's the one he was able to reach out to and say, I'm having these thoughts because with the person who he was able to be open with about his sexuality, that's the person who he was also able to reach out to when he was having this crisis because he still felt the need to play this role for Jami. She's going through her own thing. He still feels like he needs to put up a front to help her along, especially after the stuff happened with the dad and him like kind of disappointing them in that way. It's like, I have to continue to be there for her 
because I'm the man of the house type of thing. And so, yeah, I thought, I thought it was really well done. And I thought the way that it was portrayed was really well done. I think it added a lot to the story because, you know, we don't all just get one struggle. You don't just get one. It, you don't draw the card. Sometimes you draw several cards and the way that we work through them is it can be really challenging and i think having so many characters that do have such dimension to them did a lot for the story yeah that that sounds like the end of our discussion on lesbiana's guide to catholic school um what else are you reading andrea well um i am a quarter of the way through <laughs> This book I picked up today because of Christina. <laughs> um, it's called La Batalla por el Paraíso, but you can get it in English too. It's kind of like a mini documentary in book form. So it's very short. It, it's basically like a published piece of journalism that is longer than an article, but shorter than a book. Um, and it's just looking at the different aspects of capitalism that um come into play whenever natural disasters strike i also put a bookmark on that book because i saw you posted and i shared and i'm like oh i want to read this <laughs> i also bought a copy of a war against all puerto ricans a shit long time ago and haven't read it so that's on my fucking nonfiction list i also have you made a fool of death with your beauty Ooh. oh that one has a bisexual man to shy now that we were talking about that earlier and then, yeah, my next book that I have physically with me that I'm going to be reading is uh, my, this recent acquisition I got called Ivelisse Explains It All, which is a book in verse for middle grade readers uh, about a Puerto Rican girl. Um, I've heard great things about this author. Got this super cute headshot, and we've got this like beautifully aesthetically pleasing kind of, you know. <laughs> You know, I just really see myself um, in this. So, yeah, I'm excited to, to read this. It's got beautiful doodles in it. I took some aesthetically pleasing photos of it. Um, I practiced drawing face flowers so that I can try to do a little something with this once I finish reading the big. That's my read. So I'm reading Nona the Ninth, which is the third installment in the Locked Tomb series. Um, Really excited to get into it and revisit the locked tomb universe and forget about everything for a little while and then find my people on the internet and be like, oh my God. <laughs> very, very excited about that. So that wraps up our discussion of um, the Lesbiana's Guide to Catholic School by Sonora Reyes. Pick up a copy, read it, share it with the people in your life. You won't regret it. It's really, really good. I also wanted to say for anyone watching or listening to this who might not know, but it recently um, got announced uh, that this book got long listed for the National Book Awards and the YA category. So that's very exciting. Um, further justification that we have great taste. <laughs> Um, but also, if, if you're a person who cares about awards and that sort of thing, then, you know, if this pushes you to buy it even more now, then uh, all the better. So next month is my pick. Finally, I feel like it's been a million years, but um, just in time for Halloween, we will be graduating from 
the high school sapphics and we will be <laughs> entering the the dark vampiric world of college sapphics <laughs> so uh until then uh we'll see you in the next one bye <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us you can support only lovers book club by dropping some change in our tip jar and buying some books with our bookshop link. You can find us on Instagram at Only Lovers Book Club, and from there, find our individual accounts and projects. Feel free to favorite or rate us if that's an option for you, but always make sure to like and subscribe and turn on your notifications so you never miss an episode.